Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Harris concludes his teaching in the book of Jude. The major theme of this book is a warning by Jude to the church in regards to influential non-believers creeping into the church by stealth. This same problem plagues the church today 2,000 years later. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message entitled, Whom God Destroys. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 through 20. For Christ also died for sins once for all. By the way, that's that Greek word again. He died for sins once for all, never to be repeated, one sacrifice. The just for the unjust, the only righteous man, the only innocent man that has ever lived died on behalf of the guilty ones. He did it as the just one for the unjust ones in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison. Those are those angels who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah. That's how we know that that's the situation. That's the sin referred to. During the construction of the ark in which the few, that is, eight persons were brought safely through the water. In the time between when Jesus' body was in the tomb and when he rose again, in his spirit he went and he made a proclamation to those angels. Don't you wish you had a transcript of what he said? Well, we have Jude 6 and 7. Now, rather than taking a great big side trip into all of that stuff, I'm going to try to keep our focus on Jude, but I do want you to know we have copies of an article that I wrote years ago for our radio program called The Strangest Sin of All Time. You can find it on our website if you are crafty and tenacious enough, or you can get a hard copy in the literature rack out by uh, the front door. The point of verse 6 is that God deals especially severely with those who oppose His ways. He eliminated those who did not believe among the chosen people of Israel. He judges angels who oppose Him, and He judges the worst of them most severely. The next verse is Jude's third example of the terrible nature of His judgment. Exhibit C, Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's very closely connected with Exhibit B. Grammatically in the text it is connected because there's a pronoun in verse 7 that has its antecedent back in verse 6. Here it is. Just as, so just as in a similar way, there's a, there's a parallel here. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as these, these what? These angels who sinned. They did something similar. What was similar about it? 
they indulged in gross immorality. That's the word for sexual sin with a prefix on it that makes it yuck. Worse than, I mean, how can you say there's normal sexual sin? Because it's all abnormal. But this is worse. It crosses a line. Indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. What's he alluding to there? Well, you can read about that in Genesis 18 and 19. God sent the um, angel of the Lord, a pre-incarnate Christ, and two other angels to visit uh, Abraham and Lot. And um, as those men, those angels who were in human form went to Lot's house in the city of Sodom, the men of the city of Sodom tried to get to them for homosexual relationships. It's an ugly, ugly part of God's Word, but it is very true. Here are new guys and they, they remember they were going to assault Lot and Lot made one of the stupidest statements any dad has ever made but maybe he knew what he was doing here's the point there was the same sin committed in opposite directions those angels those fallen angels in Jude 6 left their place in the created order in to take advantage of men and women in a frenzy of lust. Sodom and Gomorrah, it was the same thing as these. It was reversed. It was the men in a um, crazed frenzy of lust wanting to go after the angels. And now they didn't know they were angels, but it's the same thing. Do you see the parallel? Same thing both ways. The point is you cannot accept God's blessings but ignore his morality. Israel failed to obey God's word. Those demons tried to mess up God's plan for the world. Sodom and Gomorrah bought into the world's immorality and God judged them all. Now, I said this is supposed to be the scared straight passages here. What are you supposed to learn? Well, the vote against entering the land that God promised to Israel was 10 to 2. They, they got to Kadesh Barnea, supposed to be the gateway into the land, and they, they didn't need more revelation, <laughs> but because God had told them what they wanted them to do, but they decided, okay, before we go in, let's be wise. Let's, let's send some guys in to spy out the land. So they got 12 guys, put their trust in them, sent them in, and they came back and they said, oh, wow, you ought to see that place. Look at these bunches of grapes. We need two guys with a pole across their shoulders to, to carry the bunches of grapes. The whole place is like that, to which everybody should be saying, wow, let's go. And they said, oh, but there's big guys in there, and they're mean, and they look like they can hurt us. We're not a trained army. And the 10 or the 12 voted 10 against two to not go in. They were, the ten were wrong, and they were acting out of fear rather than believing what God said. But the people followed the ten, and only those two were allowed ever to enter the land. 
So why is this here? To tell us to contend earnestly for the faith and don't automatically go with the majority. As a matter of fact, if you're contending earnestly for the faith, you're going to almost always be in the minority in the world. We also know that evil men and women were willing to be accomplices for Satan when they were offered unbridled carnal pleasures and all the demons involved were imprisoned forever and the whole world except for eight adults alive at that time perished in the flood. This is here to tell us contend earnestly for the faith. Don't seek the fleeting pleasures of sin. I love the description of Moses in Hebrews chapter 11. He chose to obey God rather than the pleasures of sin for a season. Well said. Even more in our generation, people are not only secretly committing sexual sin, they're openly committing sexual sin. They're openly committing the most perverted of sexual sins, and now they're succeeding at getting the world to believe that it's normal, and they are demanding that we not only accept it as normal, but now we have to approve of it or we're the bad guys. Friends, we're at the end of Romans chapter 1. These are exciting days to live in which to contend earnestly for the faith. In the not this previous presidential cycle, the one before that, that was the first time that one of the two major parties in the United States adopted the sins delineated in Romans 1, 18 through 22 and said, that's our platform. That's what we're for. You oppose us. You're the problem. Come on, we're going to make progress here. This is here to tell us, contend earnestly for the faith. Don't let the world wear you down until you compromise. If God does not judge this nation and all others who are going in the same direction, you've probably heard this before, if He doesn't judge us, He needs to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Three drastic examples of the doom that awaits people who lead others astray. So, here we are in Jude. How in the world can you spend seven sermons on one page We're just getting going. You've seen three so far. What have you seen so far in Jude? Do you understand that in Christ, we saw in verse 1, you are called, beloved, and kept. Are you in Christ? Have you cried out to God and said, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm alienated from you. Please, forgive my sin. Come into my life. Make me into the person you intend me to be. That's who this book is for. So that we will contend earnestly for the faith. The second question is, will you contend earnestly for the faith? Not lots of different opinions about things. The faith. And do you see the lesson from the doom of false teachers? God never allows those who oppose Him or His people to go unpunished. He is very patient and very gracious. He always upholds truth and holiness. No one escapes his punishment except by fleeing to Christ, taking refuge in him, which is 
where we stand. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.